Hi, this is Dave Caius, one of the hosts of Barbecue Radio Nation, and thank you for tuning in and listening to one of our archived versions of our national radio show. By the way, if one of your local radio stations is not carrying Barbecue Radio Nation, please have them contact us, and you can be listening to us on your radio. Welcome to Barbecue Radio Nation, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Dan Hathaway, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading grill masters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of Barbecue Radio Nation. tuning in and welcome to barbecue radio nation the show where a not real doctor will help you become a better barbecuer <laughs> i'm just just putting that out and there who's that <laughs> i'm not saying oh. i'm dave caius <laughs> along with our engineer kyle our producer t-bone and our not real doctor <laughs> i don't our, know why that got me so good. <laughs> barbecue expert dan doc hathaway <laughs> and uh not a doctor and uh, so he will. We'll be talking to Dan in just a second. Coming up, though, we've got a uh, former football player as a guest, but that's not why he's here. His name's Chad Ward. He's the owner of Whiskey Bent Barbecue Supply, and he's had TV appearances on Food Network, NBC, and Travel Channel. And uh, this guy, he knows barbecue, so we know that he is definitely going to be all about the barbecue. New York Jets, Chad Ward. I don't know. We're talking NFL. I think he's NFL. Well, that's what I, when you sent me the, the show notes. Right. And I saw, which, which by Ch- the way, I've known Chad for, by the way, T-Bone, the show notes that neither one of you read, but go no, ahead. I, I read them. What, what are show <laughs> notes? So I, I was reading them and, I, and I've known Chad for a long time and, and we've had conversations and, and that never came up in any of our conversations. If so. you Google Chad Ward, one of the first things that pops up is football player. Oh, no. But I think it's but I think it's a professional football. Well, I I'm would venture to say there's more than one Chad Ward. Well, I don't know. No, because then there was all and, kind of barbecue stuff. I mean, he's a and big, was it soccer? He's a <laughs> yeah. Chad's a big burly dude, so it wouldn't surprise me. Chad so. is from England and he plays football. <laughs> no, 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 but no, 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 no. He he looks he looks football size. Burly, burly man, burly a barbecue man. Well, we burly will get barbecue. to the bottom. Yeah, of this. we'll figure it out. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll we, talk to him. About we might it. actually ask him. Um, and also, we're gonna be talking to Dan, not a real doctor, um, about. Barbecuing with a group of people, because I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Legally, I'm not ex- allowed to say what it is, but there's some kind of college basketball tournament going on right now. I don't even think you can say that. I don't even think I can say that. But uh, and, and besides, none of the one seats are left anyway. But uh, no. So, you know, people are starting to get together. And so we were going to talk to Dan about having a whole bunch of people over what's some good ideas yeah you know because it's not like you know if you got a group of people you're not going to fix steak you're going to fix other things yeah and if you show up with a bag of chips you're getting kicked out <laughs> Ooh. What, what about a case of water like dave does Ugh. They let me in. They let me in. Almost worse. I I tell them I'm the co-host of a barbecue radio show, and they oh. let me in. Oh, okay, that sometimes works. So anyway, uh, so T Bone and I were talking over the weekend about what is the most complicated thing you've ever prepared when it comes 
to cooking. Yeah. Right, now, are we talking strictly barbecue in here, T-Bone? No, or? not necessarily. Okay, food. Just food in general. Food. Okay, so if you don't mind, I'll start. Okay. Uh, grilled cheese. <laughs> I actually believe that, but, but still, still looking to master it. I still right? can't. I've sent you pictures. I've told you how to do it. I would like to. This has been a six month project, Dave. I don't necessarily want to master it. I just want to get a halfway decent grilled cheese. Oh, okay. It's five minutes to learn, a lifetime to master. <laughs> Teach a man to grill a grilled cheese. Okay, so this actually happened to me last night. First of all, I you're going to be all shocked, but I've never really prepared anything all that complicated. Here's the problem I have, and I live alone, and this is the sad part. Is getting all the food. Don't laugh. Sorry. Don't laugh. The sad part is trying to get all the food done at the same time. Right. That's the thing. And when I, when I go to a friend's house or a restaurant and it all comes at once on a plate, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, um, how'd, what, how'd you do it? I'm like my cat when I've opened up a can of tuna. Like, how do you do that? And so, uh, so it happened to me last night because I had I had about four things going on, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm literally sweating in my kitchen trying to get everything to come somewhat close together. So I'm not eating something that's really hot and something else that's very cold. Right. And so anyway, that's that's my thing. I mean, most complicated, of course, is steak or something like that. T-Bone, since you you thought of this idea, what, what uh, is it for you? Uh, I uh, once did Chateaubriand for two. Okay, really? that's that is so cool because there's many people like me that has no idea what you just said. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Chateau what? Chateaubriand for two. Uh, basically... It's it's a filet mignon roast. Okay. Um, and it's, you know, not that hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, actually, when you slice it up, it kind of looks like brisket. Okay. Now, do you slice um, it before or after you prepare it? Uh, after. Okay. After. Okay. Now, now, here's the thing. So, part of the, also, you know, sauteed button mushrooms oh. with uh, mushrooms and artichoke hearts and everything. That's a different I mean, show. I mean, I went all out. <laughs> well, he said filet. Oh, okay. um, he said filet mignon, so we're with fil- him so fil- far. Fillet, yeah. Fil- but part of the recipe calls for garlic. And at this time, I'm, I'm in my, like, early 20s, and I did not know the difference between a clove of garlic and a bulb of garlic. <laughs> so, how many cloves are in a bulb? Oh, God, there's got to be at least a dozen. Yes, there's 10, <laughs> 10 to 12 is right. the official answer. Did you clean out an apartment complex? Like, and, did everybody leave? And it required one clove of garlic, <laughs> and I used the whole bulb. Oh, my gosh. And my date came over and took that one bite <laughs> And her throat kind of expanded like a frog. And she swallowed hard and was like, mmm. Mm. <laughs> it's kind of garlicky. Oh, my gosh. No go, vampires. I'm like, I know. Isn't it great? Isn't it great? <laughs> Have you ever eaten a lot of garlic like that? Like an Italian restaurant, you get the garlic bread stuff. And then later on, you smell like garlic. It's oh. just not good. I smell like garlic all the time. I love garlic. Well, anyway, and so Dan... <laughs> Uh, you know what? We're going to skip Dan today because <laughs> he tells us all of his fancy things because we're kind of running out of town and we have to do one of our most world famous segment, which is our Ask Dr. Dan, our barbecue fix-it man, sponsored by a March barbecue sauce of the month, which is Eat Barbecue IPO Sauce, 16 ounces, only six forty nine. This sauce made Pellet Envy a national champion team and you can get it at the Kansas City BBQ Store.com. T-Bone, what do you got for our question? Dear Dr. Dr. Dan, 
How much garlic goes into Chateaubriand for two? I will tell you, it's one whole clove. Okay, all right. That whole, bi- that whole big thing. The whole oh, thing. Okay. Dear Dr. Dan, I want to uh, break up with my girl. How much garlic should I use? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that, that was kind of like the beginning and the end of that relationship. Okay, but seriously, dear Dr. Dan, if I take the meat out of the smoker and put it in foil, should I put some liquid in there with the meat before returning it to the smoker? And that's from Tom K in Phoenix. That's a great question. So, yeah, that's a great question. You know, when people will take big cuts of meat off the cooker, they want to wrap them in foil. And then the biggest thing to remember is that if you have something that has a lot of sugar in it, like your rub or your seasoning that you put on the outside of the has a lot of sugar on it, it helps to have a little bit of liquid in the bottom of it. So if your cooker is running a little bit hot or you, you plan on cooking it a little bit longer in the foil, that the sugars won't burn in it. It gives a little bit of extra juice in there to... To, to kind of protect the bottom of it. But you also want to, you know, if you're use, doing a brisket, some people like to use a good beefy brisket mop to put in the bottom of it. And then that, at that point, you're essentially braising it. So, you know, a little liquid can help you. It can sometimes hurt you if, mm. it's, a, if it's a pretty sugary mixture or if it mixes with a lot of the sugars in your, you know, in your rub. But yeah, just go ahead and put a little bit in there and let it go. What about club soda? I read something about that. You know, I club soda is fine. I know that uh, there's a lot of guys that will actually wrap their ribs with a little bit of, uh, of uh, sun drop, which is like a lemon lime soda or ginger ale. I've wrapped pork butts with ginger ale before. And yeah, it works just fine. The bubbles don't hurt it at all. What about whiskey? Well, you're supposed to drink the whiskey <laughs> and then try to figure out what you're doing at the point after that. Okay. Well, I just thought I'd try to help people. Hey, <laughs> Tom K, thanks again for your question. We're going to send you a bottle of Eat IPO barbecue sauce. The sauce a little thinner on the side, but great sweetness, vinegar twang, and a little warmth on the back of your throat. You can get that at the Kansas City BBQ store.com. Very excited for our guest coming up. He is Chad Ward. We think he's a football player, former <laughs> football player, owner of Whiskey Bent Barbecue Supply, and he's got TV appearances on Food Network, NBC, and Travel Channel. And he's up next on Barbecue Radio Nation. Be sure to check out the huge selection of barbecue accessories, skewers, racks, thermometers, books, and so much more at the KansasCityBBQStore.com. They are shipping out nationwide for all of your grilling needs. Barbecue Radio Nation is heard on radio stations from California to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at BBQRadioNation.com. Three tours driving Humvees in Afghanistan. Six years treating soldiers. Twelve years flying choppers. When my sister came back from her last tour in Afghanistan, she didn't want to talk about it, but she knew I was there to listen. My son saved lives as a medic in the military, and I always remind him how much his service meant to our country. Sometimes my husband still has difficult memories. They can be overwhelming. With the Veterans Crisis Line, I know where to turn when we need support. I made the call and got support for my sister. I called because I was concerned about my son. We got him connected to care, and it's made a difference. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for all veterans and their loved ones. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1, or chat online at veteranscrisisline.net. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. Beware of telephone scammers 
pretending to be government employees. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you. Call is threatening you with arrest or other legal action and demanding money are not from us. If you receive a call like this, hang up, do not provide them with any form of payment or information. Report the call at oig.ssa.gov. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm Dave Kais along with Dan Hathaway. And we're talking today with Chad Ward, owner of Whiskey Bent Barbecue Supply. He's had TV appearances on Food Network, NBC, and Travel Channel. Chad, you're just a popular person, aren't you, buddy? I'll tell you what, I've been pretty fortunate what this uh, barbecue game's allowed me to do. Well, first of all, before we start, if anybody uh, Googles Chad Ward, they're going to think you're a football player, but you're not a football. Well, you, you weren't a football player. <laughs> did no, play? no I, I did not play any professional football, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's funny. I, uh, I, I do know that Chad Ward. I've, I've met him through social media and, and he's got a bill, you know, kind of wanted to be in a chef after football. So um, not the first time I've seen or heard that, but uh I appreciate you thinking I had that kind of athleticism, <laughs> but uh, my, my, my career tapped out in college baseball. <laughs> well, no, you know, Chad, you, I, I was a little confused because every, you know, the last couple of years, Traeger always send us this really nice cutout of you that we hang up in the store and uh, we've got a couple of them. I hide one in the back room and scare some of the people. And then, and then we, I've got one out and out in the, on the floor and I'm like, well, when Dave sent me the, the show notes, I'm like, well, I've talked to Chad a million times and the football thing never came up. And we, you know, we've had some pretty, you know, deep conversation and, yeah. and I was like, well, I kind of put two and two together. I was like, well, he's got his own cutout with shoulder pads on. So it's, <laughs> it's gotta be true. Right. So, well, now we know and, uh, and we can move on with our lives. And Chad, I know that you and Dan are friends, but I've seen the cutout at the store and it's actually a dartboard. I don't know what that means, <laughs> but hey, that's, that's okay. I was at uh, I was at Malcolm Reed had a barbecue right store two weekends ago. <laughs> he uses one of his to scare people in the back room. That's okay. <laughs> um, my 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 dear friend Julie, uh, girl meets grill on Instagram. Uh, her brother got sick of my cutout hanging around their house, so he used it as a. Uh, he he actually said, "Do you want to be shot or burned?" So <laughs> target practice. So I, I like to think that stand up has sold a bunch of grills. Yeah, uh, yeah but at the same yeah. time, I think it's brought a whole boatload of entertainment. Also, so I'm <laughs> yeah. good with that. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely, well, and, you're, and you're a good sport for let for letting them do that. If you can be absolutely, <laughs> Chad, if you can be entertaining and sell grills at the, the same time, I don't think you can do any better in life. I think you've hit. Well, the, I'm going to tell you something. Some, somehow, I've made a career out of it. I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so just some of us are lucky, I guess, right? So let, let's talk about barbecue in here. What, let, let's just start off with this. What's your favorite thing to barbecue? And tell us about it. Um, you know, for me, my favorite thing to barbecue is is brisket. And I just feel like it's it's one of those things for me coming up in competition barbecue. You know, everybody tells you it's the hardest category. It's the hardest category. And, and somehow I just got lucky. Like my first amateur calls were in backyard. My first pro call, my first pro first place you know, all these things were brisket and, and now as I've gotten more into it and gotten on board with Traeger and teach a, a bunch of, you know, a boatload of classes, you know, and between social media, also people, you know, man, I can't figure out brisket, man, I can't figure out brisket. And I just feel like brisket's one of those things. One, it gets people more hooked on barbecue when they finally nail one, 
And two, if you don't like a perfectly cooked brisket, man, there's just something wrong with you or you, or you just don't eat meat. <laughs> um, to me, you know, perfectly, a perfectly cooked Packer brisket is just uh, really, really hard to beat. I think, I think you nailed that on the head, Chad, because there is nothing better than a perfectly cooked brisket. And, you know, you're teaching people how to do it all the time. What is one of the most important things that you've been taught from cooking barbecue? You know, to, to me, I think, you know, when, when people ask for advice, they always want to know time, mm. you know, so, so, okay, how long before I wrap? Okay. How long before, you know, it's done. And, and for me, it's, it's one of those things that every animal's lived a different life. So, you know, it, it, different marbling, um, you know, all kinds of different factors that go into it. Also, you know, what, what, what climate are you cooking in? So to me, I, the, the first thing I tell people is one, make sure you've got a pit with consistent temperature. That's why I really like cooking on the trigger. Number two is have a good instant read thermometer. And instead of, you know, you want to have an idea of time, um, you know, because obviously you want to feed people at some point in time when this is done and rested. Um, but at the same time, use the internal temperatures to decide when you're going to do what. Um, and for me, those two things have been very key on, you know, making a better brisket and teaching people how to you know cook a better brisket. You know, I have to tell you, Chad, uh, here at Barbecue Radio Nation, we have a drinking game going on. And if anybody ever says the word thermometer, the pe- person, whatever they're drinking, milk, coffee, or maybe of alcohol variety, must chug that drink. So I just want you to know you said the magic word. So congratulations. Oh, the, the very- <laughs> well, I, I want to. I would have needed that beforehand because I just poured a thirty ounce Yeti of Tito's and Lacroix, and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one to tell you I'm gonna back down from that offer because I would like to get through my two segments. Yeah, we don't need him falling asleep. I feel like Groucho Marx would say the magic word. Uh, you know, with with your thermometer, you know, um, once you get that temperature, we, we were just talking about this, Dan uh-huh. and T Bone, uh, is about wrapping it and then putting maybe some liquid in there. Is that something you do? I do. So I, I like to have a little liquid in there. And, and the one thing, and obviously if you guys are talking, putting liquid in there, you're talking about wrapping in foil and, and that's my style. I always tell people I'm not nearly hipster enough to wrap in butcher paper. <laughs> Thank you, Chad. Um, Thank you. I, 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 I'm, I'm just an old boy from the South. Uh, you know, once it hits that 165, I've actually tried to put more bark on it than I want. Um, so I want that brazing effect of the foil. And, um, and I like, I've got a, like, if I'm cooking a competition, I've got like this 10 ingredient concoction that has beer, Worcestershire, all these different things. If I'm cooking at home, it's, uh, usually either a dark beer, uh, like a yingling or a, um, or, or just low sodium beef broth that I'll throw in there. And, uh, and I find it's just, it's nice to have a little bit of a steaming agent, some liquid in there to help loosen uh, and finish that brisket up without drying it out. So Chad, you were talking about adding a little bit more uh, bark to the, to the foil when you're or the, to the brisket, when you foil it, do you get that from the braising liquid? No. So, so what I try to do is, so I try like, like if I'm cooking a brisket, I'll usually cook it. Like if I'm doing my, my kind of typical overnight brisket, I'll run it at 185 super smoke on a Traeger ironwood or a Traeger timberline. And the super smoke just kind of there, it, it puts about three times more, smoke in the cook chamber between uh 165 and 225 than a regular cooking cycle Mm -hmm. and so when i get out there my brisket actually when i go to wrap it will look dry there'll be a ton of bark on it and then what i want to do is i want to take that braising liquid pour it over the top of that brisket let it settle in the bottom of that foil 
and then wrap it up really tight. And what that ends up doing is that braising liquid ends up softening that bark just enough to where when I cut it, I've still got a nice bark, um, but it's not super hard to get through. Because I know a lot of people, when they talk about foil versus paper, they say, well, I want to use paper so I don't lose my bark. Well, I'll tell you what, I'd rather overbark it before I wrap it and know that I'm not going to lose moisture and flavor. And that's where I feel like butcher paper versus foil is the big difference is the reason you're wrapping in foil is to get through that stall without drying that brisket out. When you go to paper, yes, you preserve some bark, but you also run the risk, especially if you're new, taking a chance of drying out that brisket. You know, Chad, one of the compliments we get about our show is I listen to your show and I get hungry. And what you just described <laughs> with that brisket, I just got hungry. That just sounds so good. And we're talking with Chad Ward, not a former f- professional football player, by the way. That's okay. Dan's not a real doctor either. So we're having to clear things up this week. But uh, we're going to be back with Chad on our next segment. He is the uh, owner of Whiskey Bent Barbecue Supply. He's also had national TV appearances on Food Network, NBC, and Travel Channel. And we'll be right back with Chad Ward right here on Barbecue Radio Nation. Check out Barbecue Radio Nation on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Dan need the attention. CDC is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of a novel or new coronavirus. There are steps you can take now to get ready if an outbreak occurs in your community. Make a household plan. Learn how to prepare and to take quick action if someone gets sick. Older adults and people with chronic medical conditions are at greater risk. Take extra steps to protect them. Think about what you will do if there are changes to your work schedule. And remember to always practice good health habits, such as frequently washing hands with soap and water, staying home when sick, and covering coughs and sneezes. For more information, visit cdc.gov. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes. Their age. The way they speak. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Nation. I'm Dave Caius, along with Engineer Kyle, our producer T-Bone, and of course, my co-host, not a doctor, barbecue expert Dan Hathaway. And we're talking to not a professional football player, Chad Ward. Uh, he's the owner of Whiskey Bent Barbecue Supply. He's got TV appearances on Food Network, NBC, and Travel Channel. And before we get talking about, uh, Dan's got the stuff he wants to talk about, which is great. I just want to mention, <laughs> you were talking about briskets. And when I go out, as, as these guys know I eat more than I cook and when I ever go to a barbecue joint that I've never been to my go-to is a brisket and I think because if they if, if the brisket's not good I'm figuring the ribs and everything else isn't good is, do, you, do you do you have that same philosophy Chad yeah, yes I do so I, I do I always go for the brisket and then another thing I pay attention to at barbecue restaurants and, and this may sound weird is the sides okay like I I hate when, you know, somebody just opens a can of pork and beans and kind of mails it in, Mm. you know? So to me, I'm looking at the brisket. Then I'm looking at sides are always an indicator of how much does this owner operator really appreciate their craft and their customer. 
Um, and those are the two things I kind of gauge things off of. Pulled pork, it's hard to judge a restaurant on that because it's, it's pretty damn easy. Another one that I love to ju- judge restaurants on is turkey. If, if you can do turkey and that turkey is super moist when it hits my my plate and I taste it, I'm really impressed. And I have to admit, when it comes to sides, I'm addicted to deep fried mushrooms. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and I've got to have both ketchup and ranch dressings, two different dippings. Oh, man. And every other one goes ketchup. I know. I, I have a problem. I don't, I don't have enough self-control to eat fried <laughs> well, mushrooms because they'll come out and I won't even let them cool down. I, that's the problem. Put them in your mouth and next thing you know, fifth degree burns. They're nuclear the temperatures. <laughs> well... <laughs> The, the the one reason I don't have that problem that y'all have, guys, is I don't eat fungus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, you've not been in my bathroom. Anyway, I don't know what that means. <laughs> All right, Chad. So I, I when we were doing our little research and, and for the show, I noticed uh, that you have a pretty cool uh, job description with Traeger, and that's the Director of Barbecue Marketing. Ooh. I know. Yes. It's pretty awesome. Let Tell us a little bit about what exactly entails that job. So, so I, um, I was approached by Traeger about six months after Jeremy Andrus and Tri-Atlantic and those guys bought the company. And um, the first two years, I was, you know, I was kind of more of a spokesperson, ambassador, whatever for the company. And then um, July will be five years. They said, hey, we kind of want to build out our barbecue team. And, you know, we need somebody to kind of come up and, and head up marketing for that. And, um, they said, you know, we posted a job and I read the job description. I said, I, I t- my buddy, Denny, our senior vice president back then, I said, uh, this job description reads like me. He goes, well, it is. And I said, <laughs> well, I, I, I would, I would love to come on board. And so, uh, and so, you know, we, we've done it. And so what it really entails is, you know, my, my biggest job has been, you know, you, you, you know, obviously taking the relationships that I have and getting people to, you know, try the brand. And, you know, for me, I've always said, you know, I, I never expected any of my competition buddies to say, oh, yeah, I'm getting rid of my Jambo and cooking exclusively on Traeger. No, it's fine to have your Jambo. But what I really enjoy is when you're feeding your family Monday through Friday, what are you cooking on? You're cooking on a Traeger because you respect the food that comes off a Traeger just as much as what comes off your competition pit. Um, and so that, that's really been the biggest part of my job. And, and, and then obviously, you know, social media platforms and this and that, and I I don't think there's anybody in the grilling space that does social media any better than we do at Traeger. Um, you know, we're closing in on a million followers. Um, it's just been, it's been a lot of fun to be a part of kind of from the beginning. Yeah. Traeger's really been hitting it hard lately and I'm super excited to see what they're going to do in the Kansas city market in the year, you know, the year leading up you know, to, to, to COVID, they were all on fire in Texas. And now, now they're coming to Kansas city and it's going to be just this huge marketing campaign. And I think, I think what we're going to see is I think we're going to see a lot of people get into the, what I would just consider, you know, just blanket pellet cooking and, and some of those misconceptions about smoke and, and, and temperature and all that stuff kind of, kind of dissipate a little bit. And people are really going to get on board with uh, the the different ways you can use a trigger. You know, it's interesting the other day, um, when I was, I was talking earlier about being at Malcolm Reed's place and he said, you know, I want to do a video with you for my YouTube channel. Uh, just something that highlights Traeger. And I said, dude, I would love to do spatchcock chicken and Brussels sprouts. Cause the one thing I love about a Traeger is you can cook the whole meal on one grill, mm. you know, spatchcock chicken. I like to cook at three seventy five, So I like a nice crisp skin on it. 
And then Brussels sprouts do really well at that temp. So, you know, you let that chicken go for 25, 30 minutes, then throw your Brussels on there. And, and I just think it's great on a Tuesday night, you, can, you know, somebody comes home from work, changes their clothes, turns the trigger on, preps a little bit of meat, a couple of sides, and throws it all on the grill at one temp. And hour, hour and 15 minutes later, you got a whole family enjoying a delicious, you know, wood-fired meal. You know, this is going to be a dumb little comment, but to me, Brussels sprouts is one of those things that either you prepare it and it's really good or you prepare it and they are horrible. But when you you grill them like that or put them and smoke them like that, those are the best ways to do Brussels sprouts. Just a little bit of the char on it. And I'll even save like some of the parts that fall off when you cut them. (laughs) Oh, oh, those are the best ones. Those are like little chips. I call those those little gift from the gods. They are. (laughs) Those are your... Your little baby Brussels chips, they're so good. Yeah, yeah. The kid, everybody gets the whole Brussels sprouts, but Daddy gets the parts that fall off because those are the best parts, especially when. Well, that, that's just that, that's just what you get as a pitmaster. I mean, hey, if, if you're running the grill, you get to pick and choose a little bit. It's it's fair. It's all right, old boy. Yeah. So let's go back talk a little bit about uh, about Traegers and, and cooking with pellets. You know, I get a lot of people in the store, and we sell a lot of Traegers. I mean, I I was at a town last week, and we sold five or six Traegers you know, over the weekend, just boom, yep. boom, boom, right back to back. And, you know, one of the things that people always say, hey, 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 thank, thank goodness for those stimulus checks. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. I mean, they're I, I thought I, I was wanted to do a marketing com- campaign, you know, geared towards, you know, come spend your stimulus check at the barbecue store. But I thought it was might, might be in bad they taste. They are literally <laughs> helping to feed America. Okay. Hey, they're hey, doing yeah. what they're supposed to do. So, Okay, so when it comes to cooking on the pellet cooker, you know, I get a lot of people, they come in, they'll buy a pellet cooker, they'll take it home, cook on it a little bit, they'll come back and they'll be like, yeah, I just can't get enough smoke on it. And I always tell, you know, I always tell them, just run it a little bit lower, let those, let the pellets just smolder a little bit. But I wanted to hear from somebody who, I mean, you're the director of barbecue marketing for Trader Grills. (laughs) You've got to have the inside scoop on all the little tricks that nobody else knows about. So I kind of want to get an idea of what, what you're doing to get a little bit more smoke in your pellet cooker. Yeah. So, so back when I started, great question to you, Dan, and I, I get it in my store uh, several times too. So what I do is, is two things. One, if you're someone out there looking to buy a pellet grill and you know that you want a, a smokier profile, look at the trigger ironwood, look at the trigger timberline. And it kind of gets back to that, uh, super smoke setting I was talking about earlier where we put about three times more smoke in the chamber um, at any temperature you run between 165 and, and 225. Um, and, and that's literally why we built that feature. Um, I had my hand in designing it years back when I started with Traeger uh, and we released the first Timberline. I said, we have to have a super smoke feature and and that's what we got. Um, if you have a pro series or a tailgater or something of that nature, just run lower. You know, if you're running at 225, bump it down to 195, 200. And what happens is the way that the pellets come into the fire pot, they just burn a little bit longer. Um, and, and that obviously gives you a little more smoke. But the one thing that we've been very vigilant about at Traeger is designing our cookers in a way to where you only have that really nice thin blue smoke. The thin blue smoke is what... I consider to be tasty smoke on barbecue. You don't want this. Like when we, when you start up a Traeger and those pellets get ignited and there's all that, you know, gray smoke coming out of the grill. There's a reason we tell you to let your grill warm up. You don't want that thick gray smoke all over your meat. That's dirty smoke. You want to let that grill get fired up 
and then let it do its thing and put that low and slow blue smoke on it and that's what's going to make you kind of the king of the cul-de-sac chad we so much appreciate you being on the show it's chad ward he's the owner of whiskey bent barbecue supply he's had tv appearances on food network nbc and travel channel chad thanks again coming up next we'll be right back right here on barbecue radio nation I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. To some, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much, but that's not true. They're testing out vowels and consonants and trying different sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on meaning, especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Dan and Dave here on Barbecue Radio Nation. And our weekly radio station shout-out goes to Team 1010 and 102.7 FM KXPS, the Valley's sports leader in Palm Springs, California. You can check them out at Team1010.com. That's Team1010.com. You know, T-Bone, speaking of Palm Springs, California. That sounds familiar. I think we know somebody who is just in Palm Springs, California. Yeah. Yeah, we do. I wonder if he was listening to our show while he was in Palm Springs, California. No, I think on that day we did our uh, 12-mile hike uh, around the Coral Mountains, so... uh I, I didn't have a... You good, didn't take your Sony Walkman with you? I did not take my Walkman, no. And listen to the show? No. But I absolutely... Uh, Palm Springs is my happy place. I mean, and not necessarily Palm Springs, but like the Indio, La Quinta area. It's just so beautiful. And, you know, some people say it's too hot in the summertime, but I don't know. I It's, it's, it's great. I can't wait to... Uh, retire there and for, for full <laughs> disclosure dan took the, the his wife and three children yeah, out there my girls are officially uh they've been bitten by the california bug we, nice. we went up in the mountains we did some horseback riding we got to you know eat some great food hang out with the some of our favorite people in the world and and yeah it was it was the best week and uh and i'm glad we got to experience all as a family and i'm assuming you did not get to take your golf clubs well i didn't take my golf clubs but good thing is that there's plenty of golf clubs in the in the desert and you can usually scrounge up a set when you need one did you did you play around when of you're... course i played oh, around well, i mean man. you're not gonna go to palm springs and not play golf see up until this point i really didn't care about your vacation but oh. now i'm like oh now i'm now i'm jealous and, and right now I've, I've got the golf bug really really bad i know i mean i was out in the backyard uh on yesterday i when i was got done with my yard work and i was just firing golf balls off into the pasture well <laughs> 
Yeah, not all of us can shoot golf balls out of our backyard and <laughs> without getting complaints from the neighbors. Well, of course, with my slice, it's the house to the right that's right. in danger. No, I was hitting them straight, <laughs> even though the wind was pretty bad. <laughs> well, uh, the Kansas City Store Barbecue Spotlight this week, uh, I... This is something I came to your store and bought this. You weren't there because, well, when, when am I ever when there? When is he ever there? there? But it's the AccuSharp knife and tool sharpener. And here's what's here's what's going on. I've okay. got a couple of really nice knives okay. that I that I like. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty professional looking knives. Mm-hmm. But you know, after a while, I'm like, they don't cut like they used to. Right. And I don't own a sharpener, mm-hmm. so I went to your store. I got this AccuSharp knife and tool sharpener. It's only eleven ninety nine. Yeah. Talk about that. So you know, the the AccuSharp is a great tool for you know a quick sharpen it's not going to give you like a professional grade sharpening but what it's going to do it's going to it's going to straighten out your blade which you can also do with a steel but it's going to take enough material off of it to where you can create a sharp enough knife that you can get a couple uses out of it before you really need to have it professionally sharpened you know on a whetstone or you know take it down to the guys here in Kansas City and Brosie Brothers and have them you know put it on their machine and get a really good edge on it but, you know, I take one to a barbecue contest and if, you know, let's say I'm, I'm trimming chicken and I, I drop a boning knife mm. and I put a nick in it. Well, that nick is just going to create a burr where you, you know, you can't slice that well. But if you have the AccuSharp, it's just a pull through, inexpensive, easy to use sharpener that you can, you know, straighten your edge out and get back to trimming whatever you're doing. Well, when it's somebody like me, I like the part easy to use. It's very, <laughs> and well, it's it is easy, easy to, to use, use. But you also have to be very careful because, you know, it is a pull-through knife sharpener. Well, it's true. But, you know, <laughs> I I've I use it on my scissors. Yeah. I use it on my box cutter. Mm-hmm. I mean, and all those are, are great now. Yeah, I've got a little hatchet that I, I keep in the cooker that I use to break up big chunks of wood, and, and I... I'll use my AccuSharp on that, and it works like a charm. Well, be sure and check out the AccuSharp knife and tool sharpener, only eleven ninety nine at the Kansas City BBQ Store dot com. That's the Kansas City BBQ Store dot com. Now, going on, uh, this happens to be March, and there's uh, basketball crazy things going on what? that we're not legally allowed to talk about, but uh, all kinds of little college tournaments playing, and people are starting to gather a little bit more, just a little bit, a yeah. little bit more. And and so I'm thinking, you know, you might have some family, some close friends mm-hmm. over, not just say, you know, your family, which is a size of five, which is pretty big. But, <laughs> but you know, let's say eight, 10, 12, maybe 20 people. Yeah. You're not going to cook a mistake. No, no, no. What do you what do you want to grab? What do you want to barbecue? And then something great for eating and watching television all at the same time. You know what? A lot of times what I like to do, if, we, if we're going to have, you know, say five to 10 people over. You can do so much with a pork butt. Mm. It, it's unbelievable. And, and you, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to marinate it the night before. You can, but it's not necessary. I mean, a lot of times you could season a pork butt and get it on the cooker, you know, before you go to bed or first thing in the morning. And uh, depending on how hot you're cooking, you can be ready to, to make tacos or, you know, you can make the world famous plowboys pulled pork nachos <laughs> out of them, you know, and, and a pork butt will go a long ways and you can do a lot of stuff with it. Uh, the other thing that I like to do is I like to use a lot of cast iron in my, in my, my pellet grill. I mean, back to pellet grills, you know, like Chad was saying, they're right. very versatile, uh, but I'll, I'll use a skillet in my pellet grill, get a couple of them going at one time, maybe do like a, you know, a, a chipotle black bean dip in one. And, nice. and maybe like a, I, I saw a recipe the other day that I, I really want to try. It's like a, it's a basically a pizza style dip in a cast iron skillet on the grill. So you put all the stuff that you would put on a pizza in the skillet and the cheese and all that stuff, 
you get pita bread and toast it, and then you you basically eat it like that. Just wow. dip it out of the skillet. So I mean, there's so many different things that you can do. And you know, for me, if I'm feeding a crowd, I want a little bit of barbecue because that's what people expect when they come to my house. <laughs> yeah, I they mean, do. You know, uh, you know, I'll I'll throw on a couple slabs of ribs. Come over to your house and there's salad. They're gonna go, what the? Heck? <laughs> they're gonna they're they're gonna run me out of town. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, a big cut of meat, a pork butt, a brisket. You know, a couple two three slabs of ribs goes a long ways. But you know. When it comes down to it, pick something that, that's easy to cook, easy to prepare, and you know when it's going to be done because you can't be waiting there, you know, while there's right. two minutes left to go in the last game and your and your pork shoulder still on the cooker well, stalled out. College basketball games usually last about two hours, yeah. uh, except for the last minute, which lasts about thirty minutes. Does it ever? I was watching. <laughs> I can't remember what the game and 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 you know it was a close game, yeah. so they're fouling and hacking right. and calling timeouts, and I'm like, this last minute has taken twenty minutes. Right. Well, I feel what's like what's worse is when you have a, 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 a top-seeded team playing a lower-seeded team, they're up by 15 and they're fouling with 50 seconds to go and you're like, come on, I got stuff to do. I got stuff to do. You know, and you just can't walk away from it. No. Well, okay, so getting back to the pork butt to, to begin with. because well, I, I thought like, we were talking college basketball. Well, that's, it's my it's my school, the, okay. pork, the pork butts. Pork butt. And uh, I went to pork butt you. And so <laughs> the thing with it is, is let's say, the, let's just throw out a number. 10 people are coming over. Yeah. And what size do you want to start with? I'll do one pork butt for 10 people. But I mean, how how many pounds is that oh, roughly? Like an eight to ten pounder. Okay, is plenty, and then you'll have leftovers. Yeah, well, but yeah. You, I mean, and and it depends on how you're using it and the way you're portioning it out. You know, a lot of times, if I'm if I just want to do little pulled pork sliders, I'll get the little King's Hawaiian bread. You know, because it'll make it go a lot longer. And, and usually, very rarely, you're going to have people over and they're going to like sit down and like belly up to the table and eat a full right, meal. You right. know, you want snack foods, things that are easy to grab and go, grab and go, things that are easy to assemble. You know. It, at the, if there was a buzzer beater shot and you don't want it stuff flying all over the place, you know, it's just simple things. And, and, and really those are always the best things anyways. You don't need to be elaborate. Well, and if you're like me, you go to Costco and you get a stack of paper plates. So there's oh, I no thought you were say rotisserie chicken. <laughs> well, okay. Now that you mentioned it, that's not a bad idea. So, so before I, I, I let you go on this one, so let's just stay with that pork butt. You got okay. the 10 pounder, you put the rub on it. Mm-hmm. About how long are you going to cook it at about what temperature? So, you know, anymore, I'm cooking a little bit hotter. So I'll do a, like a 250 to 275 and that'll take you a good six to eight hours on, okay. a, on a big pork butt. Now, if I've got a little bit of time and I'm planning way ahead, I'll, I'll put it down to 225 and just let it roll and get that really good bark set up mm-hmm. and everything else. And that way, when you go to pull it out of the foil, you know, it's at that 203 to 205 range and it, you can literally just take the bone and slide it right out and it just falls apart. Oh man. Once again, part of, part of our show is to make you hungry. That's what we do here at Barbecue Radio Nation. Uh, we want to thank again Chad Ward, who is not a former football player, we found out. So next time he's back I, on. I like to think of my Chad Ward as a football player, so I'm, <laughs> I'm going to stick with that. But he's the owner of Whiskey Bent Barbecue Supply, which, by the way, he was very complimentary to your store uh, in, in making his store. And he's had TV appearances on Food Network, NBC, Travel Channel. Did we talk about that he, he's been on the Dan Patrick Show, which is one of my i love dan patrick you're the director of barbecue marketing for traeger you're on dan patrick show i love dan patrick show i really do (laughs) it's great you've heard him talk about barbecue 
Because he has a Traeger and he uses it all the time. Okay. Yeah. It's that's, pretty cool. That's funny. I hadn't put that. We have a common bond, you know, I, <laughs> me and Dan Patrick. Well, have Dan call. Same name. Have him call us for a change. Uh, and of course, we were just talking to Dan about barbecuing for a whole bunch of people coming, on, coming over. And we also did our Ask Dr. Dan segment sponsored by Eat Barbecue IPO Sauce, 16 ounce, only six forty nine, And it's just amazing on just about anything. And you can get that at the Kansas City BBQ store.com. Be sure to like us on facebook it's just bbq radio nation so be sure to do that and you can email us at dave and dan at bbq radio nation for kyle t-bone dan and myself thank you for listening to barbecue radio nation and happy barbecuing